Hey, what's going on? My name is Matthew and welcome to the Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and his church than when you tuned in. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Merry Christmas, Real Life. It is so good to see you today. Thank you for joining us online, believing that God's gonna meet you in this time and fill your heart with hope. In a year that's been so crazy, we know that this Christmas is an opportunity for us to set our hearts, minds, fix our attention on the place where hope comes from. We believe hope is a person. His name is Jesus, and we are choosing to intentionally put our hope in him right now. And I pray that he meets you in this time. I pray that he fills your heart. I pray that his spirit moves in your life wherever you are, wherever you're watching right now. And I'm believing that God is gonna move powerfully in you during this time. And Christmas is a moment when we are given a chance to reflect and go, what is this all about? Who are we? Where are our hopes? Where are our dreams? What has happened in 2020? I know that it's been a year of disappointment for so many of us. I think about some of the most favorite Christmas moments my family has is when we have this gigantic family gathering with all of my wife's family. So many aunts and uncles and cousins and, and second cousins and however the family, I mean, it's 40, 50 plus people. It is super fun. And every year, the week before Christmas, we have this amazing gathering. We sing carols together. We, we light candles. We eat food. And it's one of our favorite things. It didn't happen this year. Yet I, I can't help but just reflect back with so much joy thinking like, oh, man, I, I love that time. There's always my, my, one of my favorite uncles there with all of these crazy hunting stories. He usually almost dies as he kills some animal. He escapes out of the woods with his life, and every guy in the room is spellbound by these stories of hunting. There's always the ant there that sings just a little too loud during the Christmas carols. There's always the little nephew that seems to get in a fist fight with one of his cousins every single year. There's always the brother-in-law at these parties that eats way too much and has the worst gas known to mankind. There's always the amazing mother-in-law who takes way too many pictures. But these mo moments and memories for us are not a, not a reason to be disappointed or frustrated about this year. It's an opportunity for us to go, man, Christmas, these moments, these memories, these, these things that we love and that seem to have been taken away. What is it about all of this? It's really an opportunity, I think, for us to look and go, well, where, where can we look? Where do we find hope? What do we have? When everything seems to be taken away, what do we have? We have Jesus. Christmas is about Jesus. Christmas is about God's son coming to earth to offer peace with God, salvation for all mankind. He comes to offer hope to every single one of our hearts. Christmas has always been intended to be a time of reflection and a time to lift our hearts once again, set our gaze once again on Jesus. We can do that this year. That hasn't been taken away from us. And so you and I have an opportunity right now just to settle our hearts on Jesus. In Luke chapter two, the Christmas story, 
God comes on the scene in a miraculous way and fills some shepherds with joy, with hope. Listen to this in verse eight. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the flock. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. Sorry, they were out in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. You and I have a hope that can fill our hearts. There is a promise from God, a faithful God who always comes through on every promise he makes. And here he is showing up in the middle of a very dark time in history with this announcement of great joy, the arrival of his son here on earth, God's salvation come to mankind. See, when I look at Jesus, when you look at Jesus, we have an opportunity to know that our hope in Jesus is a hope that saves us from our sins. See, when God came to earth, he came to save. He didn't come to condemn, he didn't come to judge, he didn't come to criticize, he came to the weary, to the weak, to the frail, to the broken, to the hurting, and he came to offer salvation. The reason Christmas means so much to us is because Jesus came for us. He came for the sick and the hurting. He came for every single one of us. This is an offer of hope, a hope of salvation, that you and I could be made right with God. The only way that we can be right with God is to become perfect. You and I are not perfect. Sin has corrupted our hearts, our nature, our whole way of life. And for us to become perfect, somebody has to walk in our shoes. Somebody has to be willing to substitute their perfection for all of our imperfection. His name is Jesus. Jesus came and was tried in every way, tempted in every way, born into this world just like you and I were born. Yet at every turn that you and I would fail, when we would give the temptation, when we would lay down in weakness, Jesus stood. If you ever felt isolated or alone or you're the only one navigating this, Jesus knows your pain. He knows the betrayal. He knows the hurt. He knows the fears. He knows the, the temptation that you are suffering right now, yet he never caved. He never gave up. He never went away. Jesus is the salvation. He is the perfect one. He is the one willing to offer you his perfection in exchange for your imperfection. This is why Christmas fills us with so much joy. That's why the angel said it's good news of great joy for all the people Jesus came to save. When you and I focus our hearts and our attention on the salvation of Jesus Christ, that hope, and God just fills us with the courage. I love what the writer of Hebrews says. He says to the church, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Real life. 2020 has been hard. Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do, to do God's will. You don't need to give up. You don't need to walk away. You don't need to give up hope. 
Patient endurance is what you need right now. He says, then you will receive all that God has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one, Jesus, will come and not delay. And my righteous ones, the ones who live by faith, who don't give up hope, who keep believing, who keep their eyes focused on Jesus, those ones are the ones who are gonna experience all that God has for them. I love this. I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away, but we are not like those who turn away real life. We are not like those who give up hope, give up faith, who walk away from Jesus. We are not those. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Jesus is our hope. And that hope is a hope for salvation. And that hope keeps our hearts steadfast and secure, no matter the circumstances that this year has been, whatever will be, Jesus is our hope and the salvation of our souls is possible for every single one of us. See, anyone who's in a place of darkness right now, uncertain of the future, worried and anxious, depressed, see, know this, that Jesus came for every single one of us. He doesn't sit in criticism of you at all. He comes to the weary, to the broken, to the faint-hearted, and he says, come to me. I will give you rest. I will take that, that burden that you have been carrying of fear and insecurity, pain, betrayal, any burden that you are carrying, I will take that upon myself. And I'm gonna give you a new yoke, a new burden. It's light, it's easy, it's my freedom, it's my salvation, it's the hope that is found in me. Would you come to me? See, that offer is made once again at Christmas for every single one of us. It's an offer some of you have heard, some of you have never heard. And it takes just a willing heart that says, God, I want salvation. I need to be rescued from this sin. I can't make myself right with God in heaven. I need hope that lasts beyond this circumstance. Patient endurance is not what I have. God, would you fill me with that hope? Man, that willing heart, that heart that comes to Jesus is a heart that will never be turned away. That is our hope. That is your hope. And this is a hope. Our hope in Jesus is a hope for salvation, but it's also a hope that will not disappoint. And I want you to hear this because it's been a disappointing year for so many of us. But the hope that you and I place in Jesus is a hope that will not disappoint. This is not a hope that's gonna get taken from you. Some of these legs are not gonna be cut out from underneath you. This is a hope that you can hold on to, that you can believe in, that you can anchor your soul on. No matter the craziness that you are or will endure, this is a hope that will not disappoint. Romans 5 says we can rejoice. We can rejoice. We can rejoice. We can fill our lungs and our minds and our hearts with rejoicing. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. Not typically the place people find themselves rejoicing. But, but Paul, the author here is saying, no, this is a choice as Jesus church who have put their hope in Jesus. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. Why? Because we know that they help develop in us endurance. Endurance in us develops a strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. We can rejoice 
because it's building something in us, a strength in us that, that gives us this confidence in the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Listen, this hope, verse five, will not lead to disappointment. This is a hope that you and I can always hold on to. For we know how dearly God loves us. Why? Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love right now. A repentant heart, a heart that's coming to Jesus, a heart that's coming weary and broken and anxious, saying, God, I need rescue. God, I need hope. God, I need peace. I need you, God. That is a heart that God loves to fill with his spirit. And he can wash over you right now with a confidence and a sense of love. I'm praying that, that God's spirit is right there with you right now, washing over every fear and anxious thought, and that his love is just covering you right now. This is why we can rejoice, because he has not left us or abandoned us. He is with you. That is the message of Christmas, that God is with us. He sees you right where you are. And this is a hope that, that fills us with this sense of peace and overwhelming worship. I love this. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Do you feel hopeless and helpless? At just the right time, Jesus came. Maybe this is that time for you right now. You sense Jesus coming to you. Whatever despair, whatever helplessness you feel, I know Jesus is coming to you right where you are. This is a hope that will not disappoint. In 2 Corinthians 4, the same author, Paul, he says, our present troubles, real life, are small. You might just need to say that out loud wherever you are. Our present troubles are small. Say it, our present troubles are small and they won't last very long, but they're gonna produce something in us, a glory. They're gonna produce a glory that vastly outweighs all of these trials, all of these problems. This glory outweighs it completely and this is a glory that will last forever. He says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see. That's not what our focus is on. That's not what our gaze is, is looking at. Those troubles are not where we fix our eyes. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. We look above, we look beyond, we look to Jesus, we look to heaven, we look to the future that God has promised his people. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now, they will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see, those things are gonna last forever. Christmas is a time for us to fix our attention and our gaze on Jesus. He is our hope. He is the salvation that we long for. He is the one that will not disappoint. Our prayer that Jesus meets you right where you are today, in the middle of this crazy COVID Christmas 2020. <laughs> and he brings so much hope, so much peace, and fills your life with a sense of belonging, with a sense of purpose, that he knows you, 
that he understands the pain that you feel and that he just lifts your soul with a sense of hope like you've never experienced before. As we close today, I want to invite Shane, our Cheney lead pastor, Michael, our South Hill lead pastor, and we just wanna read scripture over you. I just wanna maybe ask you to close your eyes where you are right now. And here's what we believe about God's word, that it's powerful, that it's living, that it's active, that it's sharp, that it's gonna be able to cut to the very core of who you are. And that, that through his word, God is gonna minister to where you are today. And I want you to just, on this Christmas, just to allow God's word to wash over you, to, to fill every crevice of fear and anxiety, to fill every doubt and every disappointment with his love, with his grace. So would you just allow us just to read this scripture over you now? Just close your eyes for a moment as we do. Hebrews 13. Bible says, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? John 14, 16 and 17, Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Psalm 9, the psalmist says this, The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. John 14, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is the gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Jesus says this in John 16, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Psalm 10, the author says, Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear their cries comfort them. Psalm 126, 5 and 6. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Psalm 34 says this, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Lamentations 3, the author writes, the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope 
when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give is light. In Isaiah 40, it says this, have you not heard, have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He grows, he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He, give, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths who will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow tired. They will walk and not faint. First Peter, he writes, humble yourself under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up. Give all your worries and your cares to God, for he cares about you. Psalm 33, 18 through 22. The Lord watches over those who fear him. Those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at them, at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things we cannot see. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. In 2 Thessalonians, the author writes, the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. James 1, 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. 
Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 1. He says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with a great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of decay. The revelation at the end of all things. John writes, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Listen, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. All these things are gone forever. We have hope in Jesus, real life. I pray your Christmas is filled with hope because of Jesus. Your heart is filled with salvation and his spirit because of Jesus. Let's turn our hearts to worship. Let's turn our hearts to Jesus together. Let's worship him now. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. Before you take off, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take care.